members of the Rebel Alliance call up the Brick City Blockade, AP5 has an idea. Welcome to the show. It's me, Sean Michelle. And Robin is over here on the other side. And what, should, what do we call this show? It's called The Home Show. The Home Show. Welcome, guys. Welcome back, guys. This is episode 32. Two. 32 of the podcast, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Uh, and excuse th- me for the, the fan in the back, <laughs> oh, the humidifier back there. Hopefully, it won't be too um, bothering us or bothering you guys. No, probably so. not. Keep, keep the humidity low while we're podcasting. That's that's the goal. Like Florida. Just like Florida. Right. Low humidity is the hope, but it's usually pretty high humidity in Florida. Usually. 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 But, uh, yeah. So, we got a couple things we want to first talk about. Um, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, they just, the got, just got released. And, Sean, you're a super gamer, as most of the blockaders know. Yeah. So, what's your thoughts on what you've seen? And I know we just got an E3 trailer for it. Yeah, so. I, I watched a little bit of it, and... It was interesting to see the direction they were going for. I mean, it, it kind of reminded me of if you guys ever played uh, like Dark Souls a little, but it's more <laughs> like Dark Souls. It's not as like it's probably not going to be as hard as like Dark Souls, right? Right, right. But that combat style. But yeah. also, it reminds me of Force Unleashed, like mm. Force Unleashed three, basically. Essentially, I mean, from what I saw, and I agree with you, we were talking about it over across the North Beach Grill um, before recording the podcast here is a uh, big shout out to North Beach Grill, by the way. Uh, great yes, food and uh, always good drinks. You guys probably saw the social media post that we put up uh, before we started recording here. And uh, yeah, we were talking about it and I agree with you. It really is like Force Unleashed in many ways. The more you look at it, the more you see it, the way it connects to the canon. I'm not a gamer myself, but this game is going to get me to become a real gamer like I used to be. There's yeah. just so many different elements to it that I feel like for Star Wars fans, it's something that we've been craving for a while. As a gamer, I, I'm excited for this game, but there's much more games I would rather buy and get than Which this is what game. you said, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not inclined to get a, a first release. There's just yeah. much other games I would rather get. And, you know, nowadays, uh, games are pretty expensive just for one game. Yeah. Two games, like 120 Dollars, like, yeah. What's up with that too? Like, uh, I'm gonna ask you that because inflation. just just the inflation in game prices has been insane. Is it the graphics? What is it that you feel has been causing that? Graphics, uh, it just costs uh, more to make. Costs more to make. Uh, just probably bigger. Um, like gigabytes and megabytes inside. Oh, uh, uh, gotcha. Size. Size. Yeah. I mean, plus is like online stuff. Right. Right. I always wondered that because I got out of the gaming world probably, oh, 2011, 2012, right as we were graduating high school and I was going into college. And I, I just I just kind of put it aside to focus on my education. And that's when I reconnected with you in community college. And I remember we were talking about, I, I can't remember what the game was at the time. But you were talking about it with me. We used to play uh, just together MLB. Yeah. And it will be the show. I have it actually right here. Yeah. Uh, Somewhere off of PS3. Yep. And will be the show of the 12. We used to go in Best Buy and just play those games. Yeah. And, but at the time, how much was that game? A new game? Probably 50. For a while, it's been probably right out of like maybe 2010 to 2015. 14, yeah, 15. Yeah. It was at least $50 and then 
But, more, um, more recently, past few years, it's been up to 60 Yeah, I feel like it went up like $10 after like 2013. Like, I can't imagine having to pay $70. Not for like, I mean, maybe for like the expansion pack, you know. Sure. Like $100 fans, but not for like a single game like Tomb Raider, which is, <laughs> which is like $60 for. Uh, yeah, and how, how was the gameplay with that? For the money, how did you feel the gameplay was? Pretty good. Pretty for, good. For what is worth, I mean, I'm not a big online player fan, but I do like single player and will like get my money worth. And I mean, yeah. it's game, video games is an entertainment, basically. Right. It's an entertainment price. Where do you see Fallen Order price wise? Oh, yeah, 60. Easily 60. Every game is going to be a 60. Right. I see a lot of expansion packs coming with this thing. I mean, expansion pack probably going to be like 100, 120, depending yeah. on kind of what Battlefront was. It was like, what, 120, 100? Yeah, they just kept giving people expansion packs, though, from what I understood, and that kind of drove people crazy after a while. It was like, now, and, and it was really, and I don't know a lot about this, but I'm curious from hearing from a gamer here, and I've talked to James, we've, I've talked to a bunch of gamers, It just seems like with Battlefront, it was always, here's the basic content, and we're going to make you just pay for more and more and more. That's not what the old uh, Battlefront used to be. Before, it was uh, purchased by EA. Oh, that's right. When EA came in after the Disney purchase, right? Right. Do you have have Battlefront right here? Yeah, I don't think I have any PS2 games. (laughs) It's mostly PS3. Huh. Yeah. It was it's it's fascinating to see the progression of it. What's the one thing about Fallen Order that you're looking forward to, game wise, um, from what you've seen? Just to play as a not just like a single play, just having a single player game yeah. for Star Wars to actually kind of like become like a Jedi kind of. I mean, yeah, that's what Force and Least tried to do. Yeah, and and we see. Uh, Sagrera is supposed to be in it. Yeah, that's such a great canon connection, having him come in. Right so in we know what kind of what era it is going to be. Yeah, just before Rogue One. Yeah, which is kind of cool. And it connects with Star Wars Rebels too, so we're getting that connection in the canon as well. I mean, I think Jedi Fallen Order is basically felt you're going to be playing as a fallen Jedi before yeah. the or after Order sixty six. Yeah, and that's a great time. It's a great time to fill in for gaming. And to have those rebels connections, and I foresee, I see, I foresee uh, rebels connections, Rogue One connections, um, in different areas. Uh, I think is somebody I mean, who wants to get into gaming. This is gonna be really good. I mean, it's good to have uh, see old characters, and maybe we see like Captain Rex or something, or mm. or someone from that, from maybe someone from Rogue One. That'd be really cool. Cassie Nandor. That'd be really cool. I mean, what do you have Sagrera, so? <laughs> That's true. I mean, how more could he want? Well, if the, if the Imperials are involved, couldn't Krennic? Couldn't Galen Erso? Couldn't Tarkin be involved in there somewhere? I mean, I mean Vader. You know Vader. You got it. I can't see Jedi Fallen Order without Vader being somewhere in it somewhere. It's going to be like fan service for, like, uh, Rogue One. Yeah. I'm, gu- I'm guessing. Yeah. For all the video games. Like he's he's uh, out just just uh, the main character in Fallen Order is just out somewhere. He's a boss. Girl. Gets involved, yeah. Gets involved in some kind of conflict with Saw Gerrera or something. 
and suddenly you, he just sees Vader out in the distance, just slashing apart remaining. Uh, Would you want Darth Vader Jedi in a cutscene or in actual combat? It'd have to be a cutscene with that in it. I don't necessarily want him actually in it. No. I think that this storyline is built around this. Character, I wouldn't either. So. I was just wondering for your pre- preference. Preference, yeah. I think Vader as a cutscene would be great. I think most of them should be cutscenes. No. I don't think. I think we gotta really focus on the different story here. I mean, that's what that po- probably, hopefully, will be doing. Not unfortunately, unleashed one did it kind of. Yeah. With yeah. his own story, and then you know what happened. Unfortunately, unleashed two. Yeah. Yeah. That's when it all came together. That's when it all together. So yeah, Jedi Fallen Order for and, all major consoles. And speaking of video games, and we just uh, just a few minutes, not a few minutes ago, more, more like oh, probably 25, 25 minutes ago, ago we yeah. saw they were releasing a new Lego Star Wars game for yes. the Yes! I love Lego Star Wars. It's uh, the whole saga episodes 1 through 9. So which including, is which is going to be of course we coming after uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker in 2020. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. I mean, it's, it's great. It seems like they're going to do kind of remastered, but add, there's no wonder why we didn't see a Last Jedi Lego game, but we stopped Force Awakens. They're working on that. That's why. Yeah. 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 I'm sure I can only imagine playing <laughs> what I will now call Lego Star Wars the complete saga. I'm, I would love to play that. With, I mean, it's just. I mean, it's good to play with a friend, too. Yes. Imagine playing with a friend online or. In some mode, and you get to play the the scene in Snoke's throne room against the Praetorian guards. That would be cool to play. Like you, you one of your online you can play, friends. You can is play as Han Solo. Yeah. Well, here's the part of the complete saga. Now, is Rogue One going to be included? Is Solo going to be in, com, com, included in this? I would love to do. It's like, a Skywalker saga. Though. I know, but it, I feel like if you could do the Battle of Scarif, in I would, Lego I would, mode, I would love to. Maybe, maybe, oh. maybe. After there would be a DLC, like a DLC oh, solo, DLC Rogue One. That would be cool. That would be cool. Add, add like what, $20 for two, oh, uh, two movies? It would be oh. worth it. You could add so much to it. You could, add Re- you could add Rebels to it. You could play certain scenes from Rebels. Like that would be really cool. That would be. If it's just a complete saga, yeah. Yeah, you'd just want, you'd want everything. I mean, imagine all the characters you could. And from one through nine, you could be in like different scenarios. That's what I loved about Lego games. Yeah, that's what they. I loved the Harry Potter Lego games too. Harry Potter Lego games, yes. It was uh, Harry Potter one through four, and then they did a separate one, uh, five through seven. Yeah. for the movies. Yeah, and it, it's cool. You could become like you have Harry Potter. You could have a little more with Harry Potter you or different different yeah. scenarios. I mean, that's what's cool about the, the Lego games. You get just scenarios. Like, you have Darth Maul or Sidious on your team, or you could have yep. Chewbacca and, uh, I don't know, uh, it's a trap. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah you could have Admiral Ackbar. Admiral, yeah. Yeah, you could, uh, K2SO. Yeah. That'd be fun. K2SO and C3PO. Oh, that'd be fun. Like, just do a droids one and just have K2SO and C3PO. That would be cool. I don't know. There's so many possibilities. There is. I mean, we'll have to see. And, we yeah. get that. Between Fallen Order and that, like, that's going to be really, really cool to see what happens. So many great things. I mean, uh, it, it, I think as a gamer, I think this is a real, er, as a gamer, 
speaking as somebody who's going to be purchasing these items and playing them in the near yeah. future, I think somebody, as somebody who's now getting back into it, it is super exciting. And I think yeah. for somebody like you, yeah. it's new it's new territory. Of course, yeah, it is. Especially with the end of, I think PS4 is going to be ending soon. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have, it's been, out, PS4 has been out for at least five or six years, seven years. Yeah. Already, PS5 is going to be coming out soon, maybe a couple years or so. So, yeah. but right now it's a good, good be a gamer to watch games play. I mean, it, it's Cyberpunk, if you guys, I'm excited for Cyberpunk, uh, the new Lost of Us game, I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah. Um, mo- mostly any sports game. Oh, yeah. I mean, 2K is a pretty fun game. Yeah, 2K is always fun. MLB the show. Always fun. MLB is on for PS4, so. Yeah. I know. That's, that's... Well, it's sad for Xbox players, but it makes you want to buy a PS4. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But are they ever going to bring back Backyard Sports? Backyard Baseball. Oh, no, no. Just remastered that. Remastered Backyard Baseball, guys. Like that. They're I just, know it's outside of Star Wars, but yeah. They're just remastering a lot of stuff. Remastered Pod Racing. Or just do a new Pod Racing game. New Pod Racing game. 100%. I think that'd be really cool. And now you could do something with Star Wars Resistance because... And they also just have imagine that. like the online stuff for pod racing. Oh, so good, so good. You could do tournament style online. You could build your own yeah, pod build, racer. Build your own. Oh yeah, build your own pod. Like, be amazing. Be like NBA Two K with your own with your own player. Except build. it's your face in a pod. <laughs> uh, okay. It'd be so bad. You have crazy names. Avatar. Yeah, have the avatar in one of those. So yeah. You guys want to find out more uh, news surrounding Jedi Fallen Order and all that stuff? I'm sure as more information comes out, we'll be posting it. I got to put the E3 trailer up on uh, the website and over on Twitter and Facebook so people can check that out over there. It's really cool. It's really cool stuff that's happening um, with that. But the whole reason I really think that this episode you guys are really going to like is our next thing. It's an anniversary. Yeah, it is. It is, because we grew up with the prequels, Sean and I. We love them to death. There are some really great things in them. And we thought, hey, we haven't really done a Phantom Menace 20th anniversary episode, but let's just talk about broad. Broad prequels. Sean, we're going to do a top 10 favorite prequels moments. Cue music. Post-production. Or we could just... I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Um, all right. Top 10 favorite prequel moments. Sean, kick it off with number 10 for you. Number 10. Okay. I know we had a very few... <laughs> <laughs> we started uh, moments, top five. A few moments of talking about it. Yeah. Over at... I'm going to say Beach Bum uh, at the North Peach Grill. But for me, for number 10, it probably has to be just uh, this this scene with uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan versus Count Dooku and Revenge of the Sith. Yep. And just the, with, with, the Pal- with Palpatine and just like the whole scenes, like it's very cool to see them together. Yeah. And then it's the end of Count Dooku too. Yeah, it is. Which is kind of exciting. Kind of exciting to see, but kind of sad. 
yeah. at the same time. I think that this whole whole interaction between them is kind of hilarious too, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's just it was a nice mix of of comedic twist and uh, the seriousness of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I agree with you. That's a good one for number ten. Um, my number ten favorite pre- prequel moment. Prequel. Be- prequel. Prequel. It's a prequel moment. Um, has to be our first shot after um, the clone army. Um, it's right after the um, the battle on Geonosis, the uh, the arena, and we finally go out into Geonosis, and it's the Separatists versus the oh, clones. Oh, yeah, yeah, and attack the clones. In attack of the clones. I just absolutely love just all those clones and all the Separatist droids attacking each other, and the first time that we actually see before, like, the Clone Wars animated series, um, a lot of, like, the uh, transport ships. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. All flying together. Yeah, and, and uh, Yoda in that scene. Yes. I love that scene. So good. So good. And I think it fits number 10 perfectly because it's not within my top five, but it's one of those moments as a Star Wars fan, you watch it and you're like, that's Star Wars. Oh, I just had a really good uh, scene I really like. Sorry. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. No, it's, it's in my top five. Oh, it is in your top five. All right. I, so just, thought, I just thought of it. it you just thought of it. Yeah. All right. It's in his head. Number nine, Sean. Number nine for me has to be in probably episode three. Yeah. I really enjoy the scene with Darth Sidious with Yoda. Yeah. It, it, it's up there. I mean, the whole scene is really, it's just cool to see a chance for Palpatine just throwing everything in the... Yeah. The the chunk the do oh the, the senatorial the senate, yeah, yeah whatever you want to call it yeah. the senate room and just him throwing it and you're just dodging it and all and and he's then, laughing <laughs> yeah and then you're just like just spinning around when they're fighting and jumping every time it's so it's so cool it's so yeah. majestic majestic yeah it really is and to watch it so he's like doing like that spin move mm-hmm. so cool it really is that's a great moment my number nine goes back to Phantom Menace. Um, and it's when Qui-Gon and Darth Maul first face off when Anakin's running. He's like, drop Anakin! And then Darth Maul flies off of his speeder mm-hmm. and he only ignites one saber and he fights Qui-Gon as Anakin's running. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's just that scene alone has captured, like, through uh, throughout magazines. Um, every time I see it, it's like, wow, there's the dark, there's the light. You see it for the first time on camera. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Man. It is really, it's a really cool moment. And just having it be on Tatooine and everything else, something I learned later. But yeah, our first time seeing the light versus the dark for the in, within the prequels mm-hmm. in that moment. Yeah. That's a cool moment. For, for number eight, I think for me, would have to be, I think the same thing, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think it just, it just describes perfectly like what you said, light and dark and how it's, the first time we see it as a Star Wars fan in the prequels. Yeah. Yeah. And as a young kid. Yeah, especially as a young kid. <laughs> you seeing see it. that. Yeah. And, and theaters too. Yes. Yep. In theaters. That was a big deal. Because you saw Vader versus Obi-Wan early on and you saw all that. And it's like, oh, those were later films. Like those those were those were films that have been recorded in the past. You know, we finally got into them. But for our premiere night film to see that was like. Really, really cool. So, number eight. eight. You know numbers. 
Number, I, I hope so. Um, number eight for me has to be the very last scene. Okay, sorry. In Revenge oh, of the man. Sith, when Obi Wan gives Luke over to Aunt Faru and Uncle Owen. Oh yeah. And there, and he stares off into the sunset, and mm. the music plays. So, uh, yeah. it's it's a very emotional moment. I still get emotional every time. I uh, because you I, see it. I uh, would put that up there, but not in top ten. Because I, it's, yeah. it's one of those scenes that I always I always forget. Yeah, it's easy to forget until you see it again, yeah. and then you're like, wow, okay. It's not a top five for me, but it's 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 definitely a top five emotional moment. Oh yeah, it's definitely a top five, but Overall, it's, not, it's not not top ten for me. Yeah, yeah. So that's my number eight. That's good. I mean, not good for them, <laughs> right? But not good for Anakin. But not good for Anakin. But for me, for my top emotional, uh, I mean, yeah. kind of. But it's it's the scene when the, the more of the the death ceremony of Padme. It's oh, so sad going through Naboo. Oh, yeah, my goodness and just gracious. everyone just going through and just. Oh, she's got the necklace on. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, so sad, but it's so emotional. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. so well done too. Yep. The whole, the whole so scene, well so well done. Yep, that was your number eight. Seven. Number seven for you. Yeah. Okay. Number seven for me. It's going a little sad. <laughs> it's getting really depressing. Um, number seven for me would have. Do, do to I have? Be, I hope it's a happy moment. Uh, it is actually. Um, number seven for me is in Revenge of the Sith when, and I'm trying to picture it, because I haven't seen Revenge of the Sith in, in a while. It's always on TBS. I see most of them. Number seven is when Anakin and Obi-Wan are trying to land Grievous' ship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great moment. Because it's... I We've never seen that before, necessarily. Yeah. And I think that it has a nice balance of comedic. And, like, as a young kid, you're like, oh, my goodness, are they actually going to make it? We're just going to be like, George Lucas, they die, and then it says, directed by George Lucas. Well, they crash right in front of the the whole... Oh, yeah. In front of the people, and they just... Come out and say, go, we're here. <laughs> Another happy landing. Another happy landing. <laughs> Another meme, right? Another meme right there. Oh, yeah. Another happy landing. So, yeah, it's. It, I had to think back to it because I can't remember which part was the one when it was breaking off and then they're like, oh, we lost. <laughs> we can still fly half a ship. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's just something we've never seen. And it, it was kind of like that pressured moment of, oh, my goodness, are they going to make it or not? Mm. So, yeah. Number seven. Number seven. Six. 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 I don't know. Oh, don't say six that many times. (laughs) Six. Six, 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 six. No, no. Okay, that's only five. Okay. I'm not joining Colt. I'll let you guys are, Nicole. What? Nicole? Colt. (laughs) Nikki! (laughs) Nikki. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought of Parent Trap. Nikki! Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's a throwback. That is a real throwback. Uh, just because I thought of it because my mom was watching the other day. Oh, was she? <laughs> it was on. So, yeah, okay, for number six for me, it has to be also Avengers Day, but it's more, it's not, no no people are in it. It's more of a, a scene we have the Coruscant Library. 
Oh yeah. It just it just very it just the whole scene alone just like it's very it's very for me is like one of my favorite futuristic scenes just as of a library. It's like it's so this is what the li- future looks like as in a library. Yeah. I mean it's so cool. It's all like you see it like dropping panels and like hollow books. Yeah. Yeah. It's like as a kid, it's like whoa, that is really cool. I wish I went to that library. Yeah, or had a library to go to like that. Like right? that. I mean, sometime mm-hmm. in the future. We don't know. Yeah. But not now. That's a really good one. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, George Lucas did a really good job in the prequels of showing us, like, the Star Wars universe, how, futurich- yeah, how futuristic. <laughs> how futuristic they are. How well, futuristic. Well, maybe someday. Yeah. You know, maybe someday. <laughs> um, no, how, how truly futuristic the Star Wars universe is. And that's... I, I love that one. That's a really good one. Number six, six. for me. Don't say it three times. I won't say it three times. Don't worry about that. Uh, number six for me is in Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. All right. Is the moment when, and I'm getting a little sad again. Oh, we're going back to sad. Back to sad. That's okay. But it's a really important moment now that we know about Palpatine and we know about the connection with Anakin is the moment with Anakin and his mother. Oh, when yeah. she tells him that he has to go, that this is his path, and that they're going to help him get to where he needs to be. But for my number five, I was thinking about what I said, like, literally like 10 minutes ago, or however long it was. It was from the scene in episode two. One of my favorite scenes in episode two was, again, a kind of the Geno's and Ring, but it's with the, when Anakin, Padme, and, uh, Obi-Wan are just uh, tied, and they had the, all the creatures come out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they have to, like, fight them off, and then and then comes the... The Jedi, yeah. The Jedi, yeah. I mean, I'm going to outclude that as one whole big scene. As yeah, yeah. The Geonosian ring. I mean, is, is it technically both the same scene? Or it is. It? There was really no cutaways in that. It I, all I, just happened at once. Yeah. Because then you have Jango Fett versus Mace Windu. Mace Windu cuts oh, yeah. off his head. I always forgot about that. Yeah. It's one of those moments that Boba's holding his helmet. And he's like, oh, someday I'll be a bounty hunter, too. That's a version. Yeah. Terrible. 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 That's why it's the knife. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <being progressive. laughs> um, number five for me. Um, I have to go to... Um, and I'm going to move him around a little bit here. From what I told you earlier. Um, I'm going to put Darth Maul versus Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn at number five. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a great moment. Duel of the Fates is absolutely amazing. That's your best, one of my favorite songs. Yes. It's probably one of the best cinematic scores ever. Sorry, I won't. That's all I'm going to do before I get copyrighted. It's going to be released on Spotify and other... Yes. At the end of the show, we'll tell you more yes. about that. more about that. And I really, 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 really enjoy that scene. It is really amazing. And I, it's not, really, really. it's not a <laughs> number one or number two, but within my top five, um, I think there's so many great scenes that happen within my top five that it, it falls right to that level. And 
just the emotional impact of Qui-Gon being killed by Darth Maul and that alone is one just one of the greatest moments in Star Wars. And it's sad, but it also allows Obi-Wan to become the Jedi that he is to become. Yeah. I do have actually some flipping around and we do yeah. too, but for my for for my number four, Fa Sorry, uh, uh, sorry, I'm distracted by my keys. When the mind number four probably has to be the first time we see John Grievous. I mean, it's, the whole time we see him is like, who is his character? It's like, but at the same time, he's he, he's kind of being comedic with that cough. Like, oh, oh, oh yeah, Jedi. It's like, I mean, it's not the first time we see him in stars. Uh, it's the first time we see him frequently. We also see him in the, the original Clone Wars. The original, That's right. original Clone Wars. Yep. And I mean, the whole, just General Grievous is such a cool character concept. And then we see him more in with Obi Wan. I mean, that that's not my favorite scene with uh, Obi Wan versus uh, General Grievous, but right, it's up. It's up there, not top ten, but yeah. I think it's, I think seeing General Grievous the first time is pretty cool. Yeah. Different. Yeah, really was different. Um, number four mm-hmm. for me goes to the pod racing. I oh. I I think the race on Tatooine with Anakin and Saboba, just the entire back and forth. Saboba. It was just. It was as a kid. I'd never seen it before. It was something brand new to the Star Wars universe. The whole idea of racing is something that Dave Filoni even loved. He loves even more. That's why we have Star Wars Resistance. Is because of the days of hot rods and, and having to battle against each other. And, and the, the almost like race car uh, culture in America mm-hmm. and across the world. That in the Star Wars universe is just absolutely, absolutely amazing. And as a kid, seeing that first pod racing scene was just... Fantastic. I think I would put that for number three as well. Number three? Well, yeah, for number three, not as well because or number three could <laughs> be different. But so your number three is? It's a pod racing scene. Yeah. And just seeing all the different new char- new characters that come in just for a brief moment for that scene. You see, see other than, I mean, to see it, it's kind of like horse racing, kind of. Yeah, it is a little bit. Horse racing, kind of like NASCAR. I mean, it's it's a bring brings new element into Star Wars. Sports. Yeah. Sport into into Star Wars. Yeah. And I love when movies do that. Just bring in like from like sci-fi stuff. Mm-hmm. Just new sports is like, oh, hey, what's this? Yeah, yeah, that's very true. That's a, that's a really good point. My number three. In all of the prequels, um, has to be, and I think this is the one that sticks out the most to me. And it's another Phantom Menace moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, ha- I have to say, it has to be the um, battle between the Gungans and the battle droids. Yeah. In Phantom Menace, when we see Jar Jar and the rest of the Gungans, and you see the <laughs> we big doo doo now. <laughs> and the uh, the droids are coming after them, and they go through the the shield that they have there. Mm-hmm. And Jar Jar has the Gooba ball, and he throws it at the droid, and it hits him in the yeah. chest. I mean, it's just as a kid, you're just kind of like, 
Here's Goofy Jar Jar, who can, is relatable as a kid because he's been thrown into this that's battle. In, that's in Naboo, right? Yeah, yeah just yeah. outside of Naboo. And he's been thrown into this battle, has absolutely no idea what he's doing, and is absolutely destroying these battle droids at the same time. He's right. flying around on the gun, the, the gun on the, uh, on the Separatist uh, uh, tank. Right. He's just a complete goofball. But he's getting the job done at the same time. It works, bro. And as a kid, you're like, okay, so even if I'm goofy, I can still do things. <laughs> and, and, and be Whoa, smart. <laughs> That's my goofy impression. It, Terrible. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite scenes, I think, in terms of uh, first time seeing like a ground battle yeah. in, the pre- in the prequels. Uh, wait, now, yeah. I always forget. Because that now... I I do have I have to move mine. I'm moving General Grievous up a little. Okay. And moving I think I'm getting gonna get rid of my number ten. What I don't know what number ten was, but Yeah. So I'm gonna do two right now. For my number three and then I'm gonna do number two because I'm moving it. Yeah, yeah. Well if you guys understand what I'm saying right now. <laughs> we'll have like a whole chart and everything to show you where Sean made yeah. movement. It'd be it's kinda like like in Sports center when they just move around. Oh yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And they change their mind. Of last <laughs> like okay, okay. If they can do it, you can do it. Right. Yeah. For, for my number three, probably has to be from from the opening of Avengers. This is a space battle. See, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's something that we never see True. before. It's it's one of the best space battles I've seen in a movie. Yeah. Just and we just see. Uh, Obi Wan coming in, and then Anakin is in his little yellow ship with mm. R two, and they're just flying around trying to get into, trying to find uh, yeah, trying to find the Emperor and I mean, Dooku, Emperor, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole thing just so it's just so cool. Just a cool opening. Yeah, it really is. It's really really cool. Um... I would have to say. Oh, sorry. I have to do number. My yeah, number yeah, you still do number two. Yeah. Yeah. For my number two, also from Vengeance, Death, is the surprisingly not my number one is the Anakin versus Obi Wan. Yeah, number two. This, I think, it's the one of the best lightsaber battles I ever seen. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole leading up to. Uh. Obi Wan, uh, I see more more Padme going into Mustafar, and then the whole my the scene's gonna be at least twenty minutes for me. Yeah, it's my favorite scene or top two. Yeah, but it starts from Padme coming down, and and then ending off with Obi Wan cutting off Anakin's uh, legs. legs. Yeah, wow. Right from those two moments. I agree with you. I agree with you completely. My number two um, is the opening to Revenge of the Sith. That is my favorite. It's still iconic to this day. And to be honest with you, Star Wars, even under the Disney regime, has not been able to replicate it whatsoever. And I hope they don't. It stays true to that film. And it's what makes Revenge of the Sith, I, I think, one of my favorite prequels. Phantom Menace is oh, there yeah, too, it, but yeah. yeah, I mean, same yeah. Revenge of the Sith is just absolutely amazing. It's one of my favorite Star Wars movies in general. Oh yeah, I mean, it's just fun to watch. It, it is. 
for this. It gets, it's never gets old. So my number two is what Sean just spoke of, uh, the opening to uh, Revenge of the Sith. Now, I'm curious to know what your it's, number one is now. It's more of a quote. Oh, okay. It's nice. I, it's for me. My favorite quote scene is when Padme is in the the, the whole scene. She's just during execute order six six and this is and Padme is this is where liberty this is how liberty dies. It's one of my favorite scenes of all time. Oh and, yes, and Revenge of the Sith, and it's mm. just in time of. Well, I'm, I would include execute sixty six in that. Right. That entire thing encompasses yeah. all of it. This is where everybody does. But just that, whole, that, that scene alone, just those few words, it, it describes how one through three is, too, I think. This is how Liberty dies to thunderous applause. Yeah, thunderous applause. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's that's so true. And it describes that change of, of era from where the Jedi were at the two, top. Yeah, two, three. and But it also kind of changes that from each... Trilogy, too. Yes. Yes. I 100% agree with you. 100% agree with you. That's a I'm great 100%. <laughs> My number one moment was one of your moments, which was the battle between Anakin and Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, oh, yeah. it's iconic. It is iconic with it is Star Wars. It is iconic. I mean, um, nowadays, it's all memes now. It's is, all memes. Which is hilarious. It tells you how iconic it is. That people just continue to use it. You don't have to know anything about right. Star Wars. That meme shows up. You go, you go from, you got the high ground. You got, I mean, the whole the whole prequels is a good meme. <laughs> I can true. list them off. You can go from the Anakin. I have the high ground, the most famous one. Most recently, it's this sand meme. I hate sand. Yeah. Um, more from a, uh, this is a democracy. Oh the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. One. I mean, the whole the whole prequels is just a good. For memes. Yeah. I mean, you don't see that with the old, from four to five, I mean, four to nine, sorry. Yeah, it's which, true. Which is, which is kind of telling. It is. It how, is. How popular, or how much you hate or love or like the prequels, it's it's yeah. just a iconic trilogy. Yeah, it really is. It really is. So Sean has a number one. This is how Liberty dies. Thunderous applause. And I have battle between Anakin and Obi-Wan on Mustafar. It's number one. What is your number one Star Wars moment that you consistently like to reflect upon? Head on over to social media. Use hashtag AskBrickCity or hashtag BCBPN. Share your favorite moments with us. Favorite Star Wars and, moments. I don't know. Do it and, in a GIF. Do it in like. And your moment. And your moments might be featured in the next episode. Yeah, that'd be really cool. We'll break down all of your favorite moments. Send them out there with the hashtag. Add us at Brick City SWPC on Twitter and on Facebook. Make sure to send those uh, top tens to us, and we'll uh, throw one up there for everybody to enjoy. But, uh, or any suggestions for if you want to see the next top ten, or mm. because we'll probably be releasing our. Uh, Patreon soon. Yes. Yeah, we haven't recorded one yet, but... No, no. This no. one maybe even go on Patreon before the people out there hear it. Yeah. Just so that people can get a little top 10 action before we even get to putting it on Spotify and everywhere else. Soon, we might do a Marvel one next door. That'd be cool. Since Endgame is over and 
since we all, we've seen all the Marvel movies yeah. that came out, maybe we'll do that next. That'd be cool. I would love that 100%. 100%. But top tens, Jedi Fallen Order, the one thing that hasn't fallen is... Uh, we're going, we have, I guess we have talked about one thing. We haven't really talked about much about the Vanity Fair. Yes, that that's what I was about not, to say. Not recently came out, but it's been a month. Yeah, it's been about a month. Really cool stuff, though. Yeah, in- interesting, interesting photos, and how I mean, Vanity Fair never, n- never proves me wrong, or never, never fails to not like it. Yeah, yeah. Anything Vanity Fair is pretty cool. Yeah, it, I mean, some of those pictures, I, and I think the trailer does its own thing. I talked with James about this. I make the jump, um, and I asked him. I said, which thing, the pictures or the trailer does more for you? And he had a great answer. He said, the trailer does what it needs to do, but the pictures also add to the trailer, to everything that we've seen. That's similar to Phantom Menace Right? Right? Exactly. Yeah. Vanity Fair well, pictures that, added didn't more. really do much for me. The, the... No, they really didn't. And they didn't add, I feel, to Ryan Johnson's narrative in The Last Jedi. Yeah. They were just shots. There was really no shots from the film. I mean, you... That really iconic one with Kylo and Rey, yeah. And it's, I guess essentially the even though the photos cut off, but the photos actually line up, line up perfectly. Which yeah. kind of, we're, we're kind of cool. That is cool. It means that there's something to it. That there's some kind of connective the, tissue. The connection between them two. Yeah. Uh, whether it's, I don't know, <laughs> something, some something, something's there. But folks. there's so many cool photos in it. I mean. My personal favorite is probably Carrie Russell's uh, bounty hunter type. Yeah. Man, I don't Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, Mandalorian feel to it. Yeah. Really cool. I did not expect that. No. With her character. And I think that's the best part. I mean. Low expectations. Well, yeah, I know. But I hope her character doesn't become like a Phasma. Oh, I know. Does Phasma come back though? She is still alive. Oh, boy. We'll find out. Find out in December. Well, Game of Thrones is over, so yeah. She doesn't. Captain Phasma doesn't have Jamie anymore. That's <laughs> true. Game of Thrones reference. If you guys don't watch Game of Thrones, you probably have. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really good point. Yeah, so those Vanity Fair covers. I know we've shared them on the uh, Brick City Blockade Facebook page. If you haven't checked them out, go on over there, um, take a look at them. They're really, really well done. Well mm-hmm. done by Vanity Fair. They add to the narrative of uh, the rise of Skywalker, and uh, I think uh, add to what we're expecting come December. Not high expectations, but expectations. Just expectations. Things that we are looking forward to now that we're wrapping up the Skywalker saga uh, in this galaxy far, far away. So, Sean, I think we've come to that time of the show. Goodbye, someone. <laughs> I Goodbye. It's that time of the show here at the podcast, the home show. The home show. It's a little thing we like to call. It's time to do plug time. Plug time here at Brick City Sean, where can the good people find you on social media? You guys can find me. On Twitter at Shaman Show One, follow my Instagram at It's Zone Z. Uh, follow me on music at Bandcamp. Bandcamp. And SoundCloud, and find me and follow me on Facebook. Awesome. You guys can follow me over on Twitter 
at Mr. Vote Tweets. Check out the Brick City Blockade over there at Brick City SWPC. Also, make sure to listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts. We're out everywhere, guys. Subscribe to us. Uh, I, I think being part of Spotify has been one of the best things now that we can do for the podcast mm-hmm. network that you can listen to every episode. Especially my, mom, if you're... my mom just followed us on, Ooh. on Spotify. Thanks, Mrs. Michaud. You're it's welcome. very nice. <laughs> <laughs> also, make sure to check us out on Instagram. Make sure to support us on Patreon, all you Patreon supporters out there, to make sure the Brick City Blockade is doing everything it should to support its fans. T Public to rock the network. Also, our uh, program with Starlight Children's Foundation, a galaxy of joy, bringing smiles to kids' faces in hospitals around the country. We have the Boba Fett that's up for our auction right now over at the Starlight page. Uh, we have one bid on it so far. Which is great because any amount of money, any penny that's donated, helps out these kids. So make sure to go on over there and, uh, you know, make a contribution. The highest contribution ends up winning it and is also helping out kids through Starlight Children's Foundation. No, we will not do that because we want you to have a chance to do it. I mean, we will be donating money. Right, of course. We are not going to be winning anything. (laughs) We don't win anything, you guys end up winning out at the end for all the help that you bring uh, to the foundation and to uh, the Brick City Blockades. So thank you all for all that you do and uh, continue to listen, support. I know we haven't put out a ton of podcast episodes, but... Uh, Since it's summer, more is going to coming out. Yeah, there's a ton coming back, more of the home show and everything else. So for Mr. Misha and, and Mr. Vote, thank you guys so much for listening to the home show. The home show. And we will catch you next time. And as we always say, hey, may the force be with Always. 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 Forever. 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 Forever.